listen harder. Hello, I'm Tanya, and this is Brandy, and this is Listen, listen harder. harder, where we are, we didn't describe this in the last time, but uh, just in case you're a new listener, our goal is to listen more, uh, listen to what's around us, everything, including anything that's happening in your life, to what people are saying, to what your heart's saying, is you learn more, and you're better if you're listening, and that's what Tanya and I try to do, to your fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just making space um to to learn new things. Yeah. About the world and about yourself and about the people you love. Yeah, and so we're just trying to Tony and I always try to get meaning out of everything, so we're trying to find what what is the world trying to tell us today exactly. <laughs> in this moment. <laughs> um and that's one thing I've been toying with this week. Um, because I've been trying to break patterns, and I know we talked about this in a previous episode, just about the patterns that we do, but I think a lot of times we are prisoners of our past, and I kind of kept coming in my brain, and I was like, what is, what is that? Do you just like the consonants of that? The P and the P. (laughs) But I think that so many times it's good information to have. What happened to you before is good information to have, but it can be a detriment to the situations we're having now because it forces us into a pattern of what existed before us. And we're like, well, because this happened, or this is what I do when this happens. And instead, like, I want to try to refocus myself to go, cool, I did this in the past. Was that a good response to it? Should I, like, what's a different way to treat this situation? Or how is this different? Or what is going on in this moment? Instead of just kind of always falling into this comfort. I totally get that. Um, I I have a hard time with this topic, actually. Like, Really? Lot, yeah, like, um, just, uh, yeah, like, I, I think... It kind of goes along with like habits a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, when you're trying to make new habits, but also, yeah, just, I, I think we were talking about it earlier, but just when you think about yourself in the past, like past versions of yourself, those, those aren't, they are you, but they're not you anymore. Um, so it's, but it's also difficult to relate to yourself as like a new person without bringing the past into it like it like it's how do you do that you know because it is good information it's good to know and it is what brought you here to this moment and I do think a lot of times we have like repeating situations that happen and probably because we do make similar decisions over and over again because it feels comfortable yeah I think it's partly bringing awareness to that and you brought up a good point. Um, I think we are a series of rough drafts. And if you look at the final copy of most things, they're nothing like what their first draft was. Um, and if you read that first draft, you're like, wait, how did you get from here to here? And it's, it's just constant revisions. But um, I think 
a lot of times we're always trying to be that first. We, we don't mean to, but if we don't bring awareness to it, if we're not thinking about, like consciously thinking about each moment, then we end up falling into those patterns of the past and almost imprisoning us from being something in the present and in the future. Definitely. I do think awareness and consciousness is like probably the most important thing because it's, it's so sneaky. Like it's so, how many times does this happen to me where I'm just like in autopilot? Like it happens all the time. I'm constantly in autopilot and I always have these revelations where I'm like, I'm an autopilot. I just realized I'm an autopilot. Don't be an autopilot anymore. You need to be aware. You need to like make conscious decisions. This, 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 this. And then I fall back into it because, um, that's like the, I, the rhythm I'm in and I haven't, I haven't created like new pathways. Um, so it's just, it's just easier to fall back into that because those, those pathways have been carved out very well. <laughs> and, uh, it takes a lot of work to carve out new ones. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it's partly just talking about being present all the time. It's something we always talk about, but it's much more difficult to do. And with that presence becomes awareness and like challenging yourself to, um, I would say think outside the box because to me, the box is the past that you know and your experience. And that's great. It's helpful. Um, but thinking outside of it and, and thinking like, well, what else could this mean for me? How else can I express this? What, how have I changed since that moment? What's the right thing for me in this moment? Or am I just falling into the things I've known and what I've experienced? Like you can have so much more if you make that effort. Yeah, I agree. I also think, um, one thing I remind myself of a lot is that I think as a person, uh, in, on my journey, I've looked to, um, when I feel this way, when I feel like there's things that aren't working or different stuff, I try to, uh, a, a thing that I've done in the past is I try to change the scenery or do something new or, or whatever. And it all feels like it's working, right? It feels like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm now my life is different. I, I, I did it. I got out of like this pattern, but that's not true. That's a tricky disguise <laughs> for change because what I'm doing and like, there's so many things that people do. Like you can, you can change, you can change your diet. You can change what you're listening to. You can go back to school. You can take this class. You can get rid of things. You can move to a new state. There's so many things you can do externally that for a while mm -hmm. will feel like you are making changes and like you're forging a new path. But the truth is, because all of these things are external, you haven't really done anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your heart doesn't change, then nothing else really matters. Yeah, you have to change 
internally. And if you don't have practice doing that, it's so hard to know how or where to begin and what to even do. But that I do believe in my heart is the way to create a new path. It's all inner work. 100%. 100%. It's inner work and, um, uh, and I'll always say this, like finding ways that aren't limiting yourself because, and that's what I feel like these patterns are doing. You know, it's a common thing to say, like you're falling into that pattern again. You don't even realize it. And, um, I would say another way I think we can combat it is letting go of who you think you are because we define ourselves by these past experiences and what we know, what we've learned and what we know. And I think that prevents us from discovering something else about ourselves. So patterns hold us to that. And instead, like trying to think, what else defines me? Like, who else am I? Who else can I be? What else can I do in this situation? Whatever it is that we're falling to in our patterns. Because I think, I just think about, sometimes I'm like, is my whole life just a pattern of like, the past, like, the past moment? Yeah. And it, it, it can be if we don't think about it. Yeah, it can. Uh, yeah. And like, I think, I think like, it's easy to, to tell the difference uh, between the moments that um, you're aware and not aware, like fully aware, and when you're at, like when you're in the moment. Like I don't, I don't think a lot of us have a huge amount of times where we felt completely in the moment, which is sad, but also I think too because it is so difficult. But but you know what it feels like because you've been there, and to consciously choose from that space is I think the goal um, but it's so difficult because we we choose from lots of different spaces a lot of times we choose from fear a lot without even realizing it I think fear disguises itself as many things yeah that's the ultimate like <laughs> assassin or yeah or yeah chameleon whatever it is always disguised yeah you never and it'll trick you it'll be like oh this was the logical thing to do or this mm-hmm. was just made the most sense because of this or this or that and that's all fear talking yeah and fear is not always bad. Mm-hmm. Um, fear is a signal of something. Sometimes it's something to, it's, it's a signal. It doesn't mean you need to follow it. It's a, it's a warning, shall I say. So you just need to me, fear makes me go, okay, well, let's, let's look into this a little bit. Same thing like pain. Pain is an indication something's wrong and that you need to figure it like it brings attention and awareness to this part and then you can start working on it. And I think fear might be that sometimes. Yeah. This uh, brought up something in me when you just said that, because um, I'm thinking about when you said, when you said pain is a signal that something is wrong. Um, when I was younger, I was definitely afraid of needles. Like I did not like to go get my blood drawn or get shots. It's pretty common here for, for a child to have. And adults. And adults. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But 
I was always, basically, I was told by society and by, like, my parents that I needed to get over that and that basically I thought there was something wrong with me because I was acknowledging the pain of it and being afraid of it. So I learned as a way to get, I guess, positive reinforcement to act like it didn't bother me anymore. And so even though it hurt and I didn't like it, I started being like, it doesn't hurt. And I learned that acting like the pain wasn't there was a way to be strong. And so I wonder how many of us are masking things and not even admitting that they exist because of some idea of strength that we've built up in our minds. Um, I think about that all the time. Um, I think through our like improv and learning classes that we've taken, um, I've seen how beautiful vulnerability is. I've seen how beautiful, um, how connected I can feel to someone who's actually showing the pain that they might have or whatever's going on inside. And I, I remember just being dumbfounded. I was like, oh my God, what if we didn't mask all these things? How much more connected would we be to each other? How much could you help when you actually saw that there was something that needed help? Um, what happened if we stopped stigmatizing people for showing pain? I mean, you can't go to work and be in pain some way. You can't say, I'm going. You can't even take a mental wellness day without backlash. Uh, you can't go to the office and cry. You know, you, I found myself apologizing for crying. Like, I've lost my dad, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Like, what? Why am I apologizing for this thing? Why are we making it wrong to show this of ourselves? Yeah. Also, or even like, you know, people judging your pain or judging the amount of time the pain takes to heal because we're all different. Like the healing journey is different for all of us. So like, you know, you might be in pain about something that someone else, it wouldn't make them feel pain. So then people like might judge it and be like, why are they feeling this pain? That shouldn't make you feel pain. But we're all different and we all feel pain differently and different things cause pain within each of us. And I do think that I think that's part of it. I think that's why we fall in patterns because we're not, uh, we're not allowing ourselves to, uh, feel the pain. Yeah. I mean, it's painful, right? To feel pain. So we ignore the pain or we mask it because for multiple reasons. And I, I said why, and I know there are a lot of reasons why we do this. I know that and go evolutionary. I know there's so many reasons why we do this, but I would, uh, in my ideal world, like a moment where we could be more accepting of that because it is a moment for learning. Um, and if we can, instead of judge it, like you just said, like if I saw someone in pain, I want to understand it more. I don't want to say they shouldn't be feeling and honor it. Like pain deserves honoring. Like I think it's, you know, like, it's like honoring, uh, honoring 
someone's truth, it's like it doesn't matter if it's not your truth or you know, it's it's their truth. So give them that moment and honor that and uh yeah, and I think but also um we have to do that within ourselves and it's so it's so tricky because we don't even realize that we're doing that or like where we even learned it or where it came from or why or how. And I do think a lot of it comes from the fear like we were talking about earlier, just like fear of judgment or um, fear of appearing weak or, you know, fear of the truth of it actually hurting and having to feel that, you know, it's so much easier to say, nope, this doesn't hurt and move on and even like convince yourself of that but that's why the patterns repeat because it's um it's uh we're it's we've talked about this before but it's the root the root of it is not healed so it'll continue in like different forms and they might like the patterns might look a little different but if you if you go into them and look it's very much the same and it's a lot of inner work that you have to do. You just have to be honest with yourself. Like, and that's, uh, it's so hard to be completely honest if you've been turning your pain into other things for so long. Well, and how does pain manifest addiction? You know, uh, all the, so many things in our life, that's how it comes out. Um, so maybe, Let's stop judging our pain, like not just judging other people's pain, but your own pain and saying that it's not okay that you feel these ways. And instead, find out why you're feeling this way. Go into it, do the work. And it's, it's work. It is work. But when you do that work and sometimes it takes years, decades until yeah. you get to that other end of it. And I've gotten, I've gotten to the other end of work. Um, and it feels so good. It feels so good to look back and be like, Oh God, wow. I never thought I would get to the end of this. I never thought things would change, but I put in these little things because they're not immediately showing you that you change. Well, you don't see it till five years down the road or 10 years down the road or who knows, but it could be shorter. It's not always evident until it's evident. It is easy to ignore it, but it doesn't help you. No, and it's also like, it's also like you don't even know you're doing it. Like that's the, that's the thing. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so weird. I've, I've been told, uh, many a times when I've cried to be, uh, for, for our listeners, <laughs> Tanya, um, she wears her heart on her shoulder. She, um, will immediately have a, a, an emotional response when something's big. So if something's happening, you can see it on her face immediately. It's beautiful. It's admirable. It's inspiring. Um, but yeah, she's also known like if something happens, she will cry. She will not stop herself from crying. She'll do it right there. No, but that was something that like I was told not to do. Like growing up, when I, whenever I've cried, I've been told like the words, be strong. And, um, I did take some time to look at, uh, what I, what I wanted to decide strength meant for me because, um, like, I, I think even 
you know, my experience is being a woman and that's not everyone's experience, but that's my experience. And I think women have like different, you know, things to deal with. I think men have their own things to deal with where like they're definitely not allowed to cry more often yeah. than women. Um, but I've, I've been told to be strong when I'm crying and then also like just people assuming that you're weak, like based off of your physical capabilities. And then like you internalize that as I'm weak and I'm not strong. And I've basically for a good chunk of my life told my inner voice told me that I'm not strong. And then I started to like have a different relationship with the word strong. And I decided um, I get to pick what strong means to me. Strong doesn't have to mean the same thing for everyone. And for me, being strong means that I cry and that I feel. And uh, that's what it means for me. It doesn't have to mean that for everyone. Um, but that is what it means for me. I allow myself to feel what I want to feel and how I want to feel when I want to feel it as it comes. And to me, that is also strength to me because I am too afraid to do that and I do hold it back. And so it's kind of like, it's funny to me, the people that say that's not strong, like be strong, but they would never have the strength to allow themselves to be vulnerable. And so at what point are you kidding yourself, whoever is saying, you know, be strong? figure you know pick yourself up why are you letting something affect you yeah and I do think that's like just a larger conversation as a society that I hope we start working on because I do we teach this to our kids like you know and I I get it where it came from but like I do think like it's time to maybe make a change like if uh, you're a young boy and you are having feelings and you want to cry please don't tell your young boy that he can't cry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'll, uh, I will say the one, and I've talked about this with you before because I do feel okay to cry and things like that, but I do have a very hard time showing anger. Um, mm -hmm. and I've talked about this to you before because I do think like anger gets a, like it gets a bad rep and it's like considered a like ugly negative emotion. And so I, I, uh, I mean, that's my practice right now is like learning how to admit that I'm angry and then like deal with my anger and then what I want my anger, what my anger, how I can channel my anger and like what it looks like for me because I do think it's personal. So like that's, that's the vulnerability that I have a hard time with like immensely. <laughs> uh, me as well. <laughs> I, I definitely suppress anger, visual anger. And honestly, I'm not that angry of a person often. So it's not too difficult of a struggle all the time, but it happens. And I know why I have those issues. Um, I had uh, someone close in my life that had issues with anger and they got angry very easily. And I decided when I was a kid that I would never do that. And if, uh, if so, I saw how detrimental it could be to people, and I was like, I don't want to hurt people like that. Um, however, I recently, during this quarantine time, um, I don't want to admit this, but I have been watching some uh, some reality TV shows. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> not my favorite, but I, I love myself some Jersey Shore and what have you. But especially in Jersey Shore, they get so angry so quickly. But then it almost draws them closer in some ways. I know it's reality TV, so it's all like what are, parts of it are fake. But I've seen the beauty in real life, too, of of actual anger. And it's not always bad. No. And it, it's, it's so it's necessary sometimes. So I think I'm definitely trying to figure out how do I how do I express this in a way that feels true to me and doesn't feel like a suppression? And I wonder too if that's partly being women for us, just like males were told not to cry, <laughs> we're not allowed to get angry. Yeah, I do. I do think that's part of it because it's like, yeah, you're considered like the crazy the crazy lady B word. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, I definitely think that's part of it. But like but anger is the catalyst for so many beautiful things and changes in the world so i don't want to have that um, negative relationship with it anymore you know it's a signal of just like pain's a signal um so is anger anger is a signal that something's not right for you it's not okay and it's foolish to ignore it yeah it's foolish to ignore any of the emotions that are coming up within you yeah they're all information and we don't get to, and we shouldn't decide which one we want to listen to and which one we shouldn't just because we're not used to listening to this one or we don't want to listen to it because it's information we don't want to hear. Definitely. Or like, yeah, we just develop, like, it's basically shutting off like parts of yourself. And then, so then patterns emerge, repeated yep. patterns because there, there's stuff that we haven't looked at and we haven't dealt with and we haven't uh, even admitted. Yeah. So ways to not be a prisoner of your past, <laughs> um, is to hear your emotions more, hear what is being said and not what you think is being said. Cause that's what a pattern is, right? It's what you think a pattern. You can stop listening if I'm listening to a song and it's a pattern, I can stop listening because I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you should know what's going to happen. You yeah. should never know what's going to happen. Never. Never. Yeah. And and if you do, then maybe you're following a pattern. <laughs> and it's not always bad, but uh, I would rather consciously follow a pattern than uh, follow it because I'm not aware of, that, aware of it. Yeah. And, the, and then also, like, you know, when when you do... Like I said, like external things, um, help us. They do. Like sometimes, like sometimes you might just need to go on a trip or you might need to do this. And, and that's all great. And I'm not saying that it's not, but you can't just only do the external because nothing's going to actually shift. Uh, if you're only focusing on external things, it'll feel like it will. External things are more the catalyst for the internal things. Mm-hmm. So they're the things that maybe might help set, set off that internal fuse, mm-hmm. but the internal work has to, has to happen. It's not the external. And also, I don't know who wants to hear this, but <laughs> the internal work never ends. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> There's no finish line. Um, if you feel like you've reached a finish line, uh, you have it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. There's just no finish line, which is also kind of the good news as well, because 
Who wants that? Who wants the journey to end? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I want to keep going. Same. <laughs> I want more and more and more. And I want to keep learning and healing and, you know, uh, and uh, finding moments of joy through it all. Like, I guess that's the most important. And, like, the patterns um, are, once you realize you're in them, that's, like, the, that's a great first step, you know? Because, like, sometimes you just don't even know you're in a pattern. So, like, learning that you're in one is, like, oh, God, thank God, I can see this now. Like, I know this exists. And then you can start doing the work. And then you get to start the new paths, and that's fun because those are, like, all uncharted territory. And yeah. you get to learn more about yourself and discover new pains and then heal those and discover new angers <laughs> and heal those. <laughs> yeah, I find that um, anytime I've learned something, I'm like, cool, I finally – I always imagine it this way, like, I just walked into a room, I'm like, okay, I've got to conquer this room, I've got to figure it out, and I get to the other side of the room, which has a door, and I'm like, God, I got to the door, and I open it up, and the next room's bigger, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, what? <laughs> when is this process going to be done? But I don't mind that, because the bigger the room, um, they will always get bigger, yeah. uh, they never get smaller, they always get bigger, and... So it's almost a little bit more rewarding to get to a bigger room. So I'm like, okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. Like, let's do this. And so. you know you can handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's, you have more, you have more tools and a tool belt now. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. And then you get to kind of expand those and pick up new tools and learn more and go into the next one and, and you meet people along the way, and their rooms are different, but the same, and, you know, but different. Or you can tell them about your room, yeah. you're and you're like, listen, I was in a room kind of like that. Let me tell you what helped me. Exactly. <laughs> so. And you learn things, or you learn different ways of thinking that you never, like, you know, knew before. And it's all, it's all valuable, and it's all amazing. But I, like, I do think that it all comes from being honest and really like you know uh when you feel your feelings to be honest about them and to not like be ashamed of them and try to change them into something else or and also uh redefine what things mean for you like you know for me it was the word strength and strong but like there's other there's other things like success. You can redefine what that means for you. Happiness. You can redefine what that means for you. The world doesn't get to tell you what anything means to you. I think taking ownership over your life and words and your direction and what you really want and what has meaning to you is huge. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs>